0: What's up guys, Brett Appley here from DailyFanMMA.com back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 41 this weekend, Paolo Costa versus Marvin Vittori. Should be a really fun card, 14 fights, and a quality main event. I'm gonna give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and fade of the week on DraftKings as always, but before I do, make sure you subscribe to the channel, Like the video, comment below who your favorite play is this week on DraftKings. Let's go between 8.5K and 7.7K. I think a lot of folks are going to go Stars and Scrubs constructions. I'm curious what you got in the mid-range, some interesting options there. All right, without further ado, let's jump into my favorite cash gameplay of the week, and it's going to be Mason Jones at price unavailable. He's not actually in the player pool yet on DraftKings. All right, Mason Jones. I, I He's not in the player pool. My assumption is he's going to be in the low 9K range. Um, he's currently minus 400 to beat David Onama. Grant Dawson is at 9.3K and is minus 450 to win, so maybe he comes in at 9.2K. Um, I almost avoided him because... Avoided talking about him on the video because he's not in the player pool. But ultimately, I think he's the the best cash game play on the slate. So um, he's going to be the fighter I talk about regardless. He is facing Onama, who is coming in on short notice to replace Alon Patrick. And I really like Mason Jones just as a prospect and a fighter. He fights at a very high pace. He's a capable striker and a capable grappler. He's so far landing 7.33 significant strikes per minute landing 2.02 takedowns per 15 minutes. He lost a competitive decision in his UFC debut against Mike Davis, who's a killer, and he still landed 117 significant strikes and one takedown. He is hittable, um, and he absorbs strikes at a high rate, 5.31 per 15 minutes, and that's a concern I have kind of going forward. But Jones is facing a, a, a very green and not super quality prospect in Onama who's making his UFC debut. He's 8 and 0 professionally. All of his wins come early in fights, generally by knockout, and he's been facing very poor competition, very subpar athletes on the regional scene. And I you know, I think Onama has some potential as an athlete. I think he has some potential as a effective striker. He could land a couple damaging strikes, but his grappling looks quite weak to me, and he's only had you know a couple fights that have gone past two minutes. And it's just there's no way that I can favor him to beat Jones over an extended period of time. So unless Onama comes in here and KOs Jones in the first round, I don't think he's going to win. And Jones is notoriously... Durable and notoriously tough and I think Over the course of 15 minutes because Jones fights at such a high pace. He's very likely to inflict a lot of damage Take onama down Beat him up and probably get a stoppage and Jones has the best inside distance line on this entire slate at minus 140. So odds are he does get the finish. I think he has a big advantage on the ground, but he's very safe both in terms of his odds to win at minus 400 and his odds to put up a big score with that minus 140 inside distance line with a high pace on the feet, with grappling equity against a weak opponent. In cash games, I'm locking him and loading him. I, I, I really like him for tournaments as well. I expect he's gonna be quite popular. But um, he just has an, too much upside for me to ignore on this slate. Jones is going to be my cash gameplay of the week. Moving on to tournaments. I'm going to go with Jai Herbert, who is taking on Worthy, on Saturday. And Herbert is a slight moderate favorite at minus 183. And he's priced at 8.8k on DraftKings, and I really like this fight as a whole because I think it's going to end inside the distance. It's minus 350 to end inside the distance, which I believe is the best line on the entire slate. So it's a fight that we want to target in tournaments. I prefer the side of Herbert, but honestly, he's fought twice in the UFC and he's been finished both times, knocked out by Francisco Trinaldo, submitted by henato Moikano, comma worthy has won a couple times in the UFC. He won by first-round knockout against Devontae Smith, and he won by third-round submission against Luis Pena. But he's coming off two uh, first-round knockout losses in a row. And the story on Worthy entering the UFC was already that he had questionable durability. I'm going to pull up his record real quick. But he's 16-8 and eight professionally. Of those eight losses... Um... They've all come inside the distance, seven of them have been by knockouts, and most of them have been in round one. And that's just a really bad sign, and it's more than, oh, he gets finished. I mean, if you watch his last fight against Jamie Malarkey, that that fight lasted 46 seconds, and Malarkey's not a devastating striker, and he landed six strikes in total. But he landed one, you know, bunny shot early and immediately Worthy was on skates and was knocked out in less than a minute. And I just don't think that durability trend is going to reverse itself. I I do think Worthy could win the fight, but when he loses, I think a lot of the time it's going to come from knockout losses. And Jai Herbert has sort of the same weaknesses. He's hittable, he's not the most durable fighter, he can be taken down, he's not amazing, but offensively, he's relatively effective. He's got long arms, he's willing to brawl, and um, I I think these two are gonna stand in trade. And ultimately, I favor Herbert a little bit more because I think he is a little bit more effective offensively, and he's a, a little bit more durable defensively, a little bit better at fighting through adversity. Um, Herbert's also plus one hundred inside the distance, which is a really good number. I do think he's boomer bust in the sense where if this fight goes fifteen minutes, I'm not expecting Herbert to exceed value. But I just think he has real potential to win this fight by knockout in round one because that's a lot of times how he wins, and that's a lot of times how Kamworthy loses. Uh, of Herbert's ten and three professional record, let me just double check. Eight of his wins have come by knockout. Um, some, some in round two, but many in round one, and ultimately. If these guys are just standing and trading with the lack of defense with the lack of durability on both sides someone's gonna get hurt and that's indicated in the odds with a minus 350 line for this fight to end inside the distance I really like Herbert at 8.8k even though he's boomer bust he has high finishing equity high upside for this price and I don't mind playing a little bit of common either at 7.4k because his path to victory is probably also an early finish um, ultimately it's a great fight to target on DraftKings but Herbert will be my tournament play of the week. All right, my salary play of the week. I'm gonna go with Daniel Da Silva at 7.5K. And I'm taking a total flyer here because Silva's making his UFC debut. He is extremely difficult to analyze because he's 11 and one professionally and he's fought once since 2019 and he's only fought a few times since 2018, since 2017. Most of his fights, there's no tape out there on them. And most of his fights, he's fighting cans on the Brazilian regional scene. So it's just hard to know exactly how good or how bad or how weak or how strong Daniel Da Silva is in every aspect of the game. But he's an early finisher Five wins by knockout, six wins by submission. They almost all come in round one. I suspect he's not going to fare well over 15 minutes. I suspect his cardio is weak. I suspect his defensive wrestling and grap well maybe not grappling, but defensive wrestling is weak. But offensively, he goes out there and he's pretty decent at inflicting damage on the feet early. His submission game is pretty strong. And whether or not he wins is kind of not the point here. I just think he has a lot of upside for this price at 7.5K. He's only plus 140 against Jeff Molina. Jeff Molina looked decent in his UFC debut, but Molina's plus 305 to win inside the distance. De Silva's plus 255. So plus 255 for a 7.5K price tag is a very strong number. And... You know, it makes sense based on his fighting style. I'm not going into this matchup thinking De Silva's a lock to win or that he's particularly great. I just think if I'm going to save salary, it might make sense to do so on a fighter with high upside who hopefully the public still doesn't target because he's never fought in the UFC. There's not much tape on him. No one knows who he is, and his opponent looked decent um, in the UFC thus far. So I don't think De Silva's going to come in very popular. I expect we're going to see weaknesses come out of him, but um, the metrics are strong. I think it's a competitive matchup, especially early. And I think he has plenty of upside. So for 7.5k, De is going to be my salary play of the week. Finally, my fade of the week. Um I'm going to roll with Sungwoo Choi at 9.2k, and it's pre- it's purely a price play. I I was not correct about Batgirl. Um last week that was that was a great great finish um and it's not that I think Choi can't finish Caceres I really like Choi and I I bet on him at like plus 200 against Yusuf Zalal he's an effective kickboxer physically strong the problem here is just that there are too many other great options in this price range I already talked about Mason Jones Grant Dawson has a ton of upside Negu Mariano has a ton of upside Um, I like Tabitha Ricci, I already talked about Jai Herbert, then we got the main event, like there's plenty of fighters to target, and if I'm paying all the way up to 9.2k, I just want to focus more on the fighters who I really have conviction in that are going to score highly, and Choi, because he doesn't land too many strikes in volume, um, 331 Per 15 minutes, it's fine, but it's not spectacular. One takedown per 15 minutes. I think he's going to need a knockout to be optimal at this price. And it's possible, but uh, his inside distance line's not spectacular. Against Alex Caceres, he is plus 260. It's fine, um, but it's not a line that I'm desperately willing to target. And hi- historically, Caceres has been pretty durable. He's lost a bunch of times by rear naked choke. 12 losses in his career. But as far as knockouts, he's only lost one time in 30 pro fights by knockout. So do I wanna be investing a ton of money in Choi when he really does need a big score in this price range? And that's gonna have to come via knockout against an opponent who really doesn't ever get knocked out. And it's not even like you can say, well, at least his metrics are great his metrics don't aren't that impressive plus 260 not in comparison to minus 140 of of jones and dawson has a better line and so does everyone else i've mentioned so that's pretty much why i'm choosing choi as my fade of the week here i I like him i think he's gonna win but he's just too expensive for his realistic upside and his path to that upside so um too many other fighters in this range i like choi is gonna be my fade of the week all right, guys, that's it for another UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, BrettAppleyTTPP, double double DailyFanMMA.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Just posted an hour and a half podcast with my guy, AJ Shulo, breaking down every single fight on the card. We got rankings, projections, betting content all coming out as usual. Uh, best of luck in your contest, guys. Take care. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.